1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the wondry people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is... To invest.
0: Hello and welcome to You're in Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie and as always I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. And
1: we're also joined by producer Sash this morning.
0: Hey! I don't have a microphone.
1: Guy. We need another, we need to
0: get another one. It's a good week. Do you want to know why? Why? Zip is up 81%. I, I saw
1: that from is it I thought, thought from the bottom it's up like 150% or something.
0: It is, it's doing very well, but it was very funny. Last night my I was talking to my friend about it and he was like, So are you back in the green? Yeah. And I checked my no. portfolio. Still down 65%. <laughs>
1: Well, if you had conviction, you would have bought at the bottom. Good time to say a quick reminder. Anything you hear in this episode is not financial advice. Definitely not. (laughs) We are just two ladies chatting about investing.
0: Talking about finance. And And definitely not experts.
1: (laughs) And Maddie's investment decisions, (laughs) which have gone wrong. (laughs) Ouch, Steven. Ouch, Steven. So last week after the Tesla episode, I was speaking to a friend about toxic traits, you know, like oh, something yes. that's like kind of funny about you, but it's also like the thing that you do that you like shouldn't do or like, I don't know. And anyway, hers was after the Tesla episode that she finds Tesla's secretly really sexy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so funny. I know, I thought it was so funny. I was actually talking about this with my housemates last night and I feel like I need to caution you because I was saying like, what would mine be? And I can't tell you, it very quickly turned into a roast session.
1: <laughs> I've actually got a toxic trait. Oh, here we go. Join the- <laughs> <laughs> I've got a funny story about what I think is your toxic
0: trait. Okay, Can let's I just join, the, join in the roasting. Okay,
1: so I remember a little while ago you went to Noosa with your brothers yeah. um, on a little family vacay and you were still working during that period because we were doing podcast stuff yeah. and we get up Early in the mornings to do podcast stuff. And I remember you saying that you would have your alarm going off at like 6 a.m. Oh. <laughs> and your toxic trait was that you snooze your alarm about 15 times. Oh and my God. When you told that story, I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying for the brothers, like, whatever. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, when we were in Sydney together, we were in the tiniest, cheapest, Airbnb that we could find. We could hear buddy everything. And you snooze your alarm literally 17 times in the morning.
0: So, Johnny, hear what my housemate said? Did they say that one? Snoozing my alarm for the gym until someone yells up the stairs at me to wake me up after having woken up everyone in the entire house.
1: And that's true because in your house, We can really hear everything, can't we? You can. The other
0: one that I got was setting my alarm, setting my wake-up alarm at random times throughout the day to remind me of things. And it's like really triggering for everyone else because it's the wake-up noise.
1: That's actually really true when someone's ringtone is their alarm tone. I'm like, what are you doing with your life?
0: (laughs) The The other ones I got were crying at ads, bruising too easily and ordering McDonald's on Uber Eats at the end of a night out and falling asleep before it arrives.
1: Bruising too easily That's so funny What are your
0: toxic traits?
1: I, I, so I asked some of my housemates And they were just being annoying They didn't actually really give me any But <laughs> <laughs> As in like I'm probably just a really annoying And they don't <laughs> want to tell me I asked Sam And he said that I don't put the toothbrush Back on the charger And so every uh, time he goes That to isn't right. out of a charge <laughs> Yeah Not good Oh my god They're Lululemon Lululemon What? Lululemon the-
0: we always talk about how we want to invest in companies that we like, that align with our values, that we resonate with. So today we're going to be talking about Lululemon, which is a company that I personally love and I have spent way too much money at
1: that shop. Well, I remember when we first kind of started this podcast and you said that one of your friends was like, you can buy Lululemon to wear and yeah. also invest in Lululemon. So
0: true, especially when you're contributing lots to their sales. <laughs> So
1: is there a bit of background that you can give on this company?
0: Yes. So the company was founded in 1997 by a guy named Chip Wilson and he previously designed surf and snow gear. And then he transformed his Vancouver office to a yoga studio by night and then which helped to pay the rent. And then during the day, he would basically
1: design clothes for yoga. Yeah, I remember reading a bit of a story about it, like he was in a yoga class and he saw like everyone was wearing really baggy clothes and he's like, this is really not conducive for yoga. Like you need some tight stuff. Yeah, (laughs) and it's quite cool because by having these yoga people come
0: These yoga people. (laughs) By having yoga classes at night, he would give them free clothes and then get their feedback on the design. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. By 2012, Lululemon was actually making more money per square foot of store space than almost any other retailer in the US, only beaten by Apple and Tiffany &
1: Co. And so this is an interesting one because it's a public company and its share price is quite high. And a lot of our friends have always said, like, they're not going to buy it because, you know, it's like something like $300 a stock. So we want to get into unpacking what it actually means, what the share price of a company actually means. But before we do that, maybe we should talk about some of like the good things about Lululemon and also the bad things as well.
0: Yeah, so I always think one of my favourite places to start when we're looking at a company is at company leadership. So Chip Wilson, who founded Lululemon, is a pretty controversial guy. He actually got kicked out of the company um, around 2015 because he, he got kicked
1: out of his own company. Yeah.
0: because I have some quotes here. He said birth control causes breast cancer and leads to divorce and that yoga pants don't work for women whose thighs touch.
1: Well, that doesn't sound like a
0: good a good leader? No. And I mean, it's definitely a weird look for a very female dominated market, but as I said, he did step down as chairman in 2013 and he left the board entirely in 2015. Although it is interesting to note that he still does have quite a substantial shareholding of about 8%.
1: So he's not currently the leader or CEO of the company?
0: No. So now the CEO is a guy called Calvin McDonald, who also sits on the board of directors for Walt Disney, which we love. And he was previously president of Sephora Americas, so he's got a bit of experience, I guess, in the female space.
1: You know what I always think when you give facts like that? I'm mm. like, how do you have time to run Lululemon <laughs> and, and also, be on the board of Walt so Disney? So true,
0: but also goals. Like, that's I'm so <laughs> jealous. He gets to have his foot in so many, like, interesting – what's a, what's it? In so many interesting doors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yoga studios? Yes.
0: <laughs> the share price has tripled since since he took over in 2018 as well. Wow. So are there some
1: good things about the company that you like?
0: Yes. So I think there's a really interesting or great growth or like expansion story for Lululemon. So Mm -hmm. one of my favorite points is that they are now getting into runners.
1: Well, that's a good thing because I feel like that's a massive market. Like someone like Nike, for example, they're known for their runner brand. Lululemon is kind of known for more what you wear. So like trying to diversify your revenue stream is always really beneficial, especially in a market after we've had such a big growth in like active wear you need to kind of move out of the space yeah i feel like runners
0: bit. is going to be a tough one to break into but yeah if they do it could definitely be the next big thing interesting like lulu also has a really cool focus on women's shoes and they said that it actually came after an internal project that investigated bras and discomfort which led to lululemon saying that the negative impact on a woman's body was happening because of the heel strike of the shoe Interesting. So they're using that race research to develop a runner that works for women.
1: I actually went to my first podiatrist appointment the other day. Oh, how I was ha- it? I can't run at the moment, oh. so maybe this will help. Maybe. Who
0: knows? (laughs) You did touch on there that athleisure is becoming much more fashionable. And I think this is particularly the case after COVID where we spent so much time working from home. There were definitely some tailwinds for this company coming out of COVID with so many people buying active wear during the period.
1: Yeah, I feel like people have kind of accepted it a little bit more like yeah. you see now people wearing activewear on the street all the time it's no longer a thing of like you have to be going for a run or a walk it's like you wear it even to dinner now I saw a stat the other day that said
0: women in America
1: are now buying more
0: leggings than jeans
1: yeah and I also understand it as well because working from home yeah. it's still a massive thing and I feel like a lot of people want to be comfy and Lululemon doesn't just do you know the tight tights but they do like the track suits and the flared pants, Bumpy jumpers.
0: <laughs> I do think this one is an interesting point though, because when you are investing in a consumer discretionary brand, which is what I would say Lululemon is, you are really relying on it staying relevant. Yeah. So, you know, working from home trends have definitely benefited sales, but I think if I'm thinking about like a long-term investment in this company, you are really saying, you know, is this going to still be in fashion down the road? And you know what? For a company like Lululemon, what is their moat? What's going to stop another athleisure company coming in and being better or more popular?
1: Well, I guess that's one of the challenges, right? Then mm. with this company is that there is a lot of competition in this space. There are so many startups coming through. I see. I've seen a lot of like startups coming through making like recycled leggings, which is really going into yeah. that ESG focus area kind of appealing to consumers. So I think one big challenge for Lululemon is that it's not a hard market to jump into.
0: The other thing I was thinking about last night is they don't really have much of a social media presence, which in a world where we're shifting sort of away from retail stores and shopping more and more online, you know, we've seen in the beauty industry, Revlon over in the US has gone bankrupt because they weren't able to keep up with, you know, all of the TikTok beauty brands that were becoming Mm. really popular. And it did kind of make me think, if Lulu hasn't really embraced this online or social media presence, are they going to be able to keep up? Because I feel like so much of their experience is like in-store, it's such a positive, you know, you think about when you go into a Lulu store, you get greeted with all these happy smiles, they write your name on the room of the change room. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) But there's so much focus on experience. And I was also reading that um, over in Chicago they have opened like an – It's like an eight-story store and it's got yoga studios. Yeah, which is pretty interesting in a climate where, you know, department stores, at least in Australia, like Maya and David Jones are kind of struggling.
1: Yeah, but I think that definitely is kind of one of their main, like, touch points is that they want to have events, in-person events where you exercise together, where you're excited, you're happy, you want to wear the gear. Mm. So social media I understand, but it's also like you're probably going to get be getting more out of, like, you know, that in-person experience with a brand like this.
0: So an interesting contrast to that is a recent acquisition that they did, which is the mirror acquisition. Have you looked into this
1: much? Yes. Where they, where you have the exercise going on in the mirror and you follow it. Yes, is that what it is? So yeah. last
0: night at about 11 30 PM, I was YouTubing like reviews on this mirror and it's hilarious. It's so weird, but I've heard a few sort of analysts refer to it as a bit of a FOMO acquisition when in lockdown Peloton was really big and there were all these sort of workout at home trends. But basically what it is is like it literally looks like a mirror. You hang it on your wall but then it reflects these workouts and you can kind of like see yourself but you can also see the instructor in the mirror.
1: Interesting. So is that an opportunity or a challenge for the company?
0: Well, I think... I was listening to some analysts say last night that it perhaps hasn't performed as well as they were hoping, and it has been a bit of a dud acquisition, which the company spent a lot of money on, so perhaps doesn't reflect that well on management. Right.
1: Well, I want to get into why the price of Lululemon is so high, but before we do that, let's take a quick break for our sponsors.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10. So before the break, you said that the share price of Lululemon was really high. What actually is it and how, I guess, does it compare to some of the other players in the industry?
1: So the price at time of recording is sitting around the three hundred dollar mark. I think it's two hundred and eighty USD, but it reached a peak of four hundred and eighty in November twenty twenty one for one share of Lululemon. So that sounds high, but how does it actually compare to other players? So I guess why we say that's high is because someone like Nike is a hundred bucks, which is still you know a lot, but it's just almost four times at its peak. So it seems just a bit, you know out there, I guess.
0: So what does that actually mean? Does that mean that Lulu is much
1: bigger than Nike or? No, just because the share price is higher, it doesn't mean that the value of the company is larger. Nike is actually much bigger than Lululemon in terms of something like sales. But I think the best way to explain this is really with like a pizza analogy. You've got Nike, a really, really big pizza, and then you've got Lululemon, maybe like Let's give it a regular. What type of pizza do you like, Mads? What do you want? Hawaiian. Oh, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> She's a pineapple lady.
0: <laughs> I love all pizza, except with pizza with chicken. That's a no-no.
1: Okay, fair enough. So you've got these pizzas on the table. You've got Nike. Think of it like it's taking over the whole table. It's an extra, extra large. Extra, extra large. Like one of those ones that you share with 100 people. Got it. Then your Lululemon pizza, we've got regular. Maybe 10 of you. <laughs> 10 of you are sharing it. Nice. That's wouldn't do a regular, but... <laughs> The Nike pizza will be cut into hundreds of little pieces. It'll serve 100 people. And then think of the pieces like the share price. Because it's chopped up into so many little pieces, the share price is lower. But with the Lululemon pizza, it's only cut into 10 pieces. So that's why the share price is higher. Okay, I don't know if I fully get it. So let's put some numbers to it. It might help. Nike is worth, its pizza is worth $1.2 billion. That's its pizza. That's its that's its market cap. Okay. okay? That's what it's worth. And it's chopped up into all these little pizza pizza pieces. Tongue twister, which makes its share price $100. Got it? So think about how many times you have to divide 1.2 billion to get to $100 per share. How many? <laughs> Sorry, it's too Continue. early for maths. <laughs> but then you have the Lululemon pizza and that's worth maybe 120 mil. Okay, still a very expensive pizza, but a lot smaller. And it's chopped up into less pieces, pieces of pizza, and therefore it's got a higher share price. So, which situation is better?
0: Do I want the billion dollar pizza or do I want the million dollar pizza?
1: A big misconception, which I personally have even experienced with, is that something that has a higher share price, I'm a bit nervous to buy into it because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy a whole share or it's not going to give me a lot of growth. But it doesn't, I don't actually think it matters what the share price is because, you know, 10% growth on a $500 share is the same as 10% growth on a $100 share. I think that exact revelation
0: was quite mind blowing for me because you think that if you get 10% growth on something that's much more expensive, it's going to be higher. Mm. But actually it's all about the initial investment that you put in.
1: Yes. And I think I found that when I first started investing, I wanted to buy like $10 shares because I was like oh I have $110 shares but as we've said the growth is the same I think the only benefits that you might get out of a higher market cap is you know maybe brand recognition because you think oh that share's really high are they doing something well but there's also downsides to it as well as we've mentioned that you might not attract as many investors because you people might say that's too high I don't want to buy it. So at the end of the
0: day, if I invest a hundred dollars into a massive company and get one share or a hundred dollars into a smaller company and get 10 shares, the percentage growth
1: on whatever that company returns is going to be the same dollar value back to me. A hundred percent. And the beauty of investing say in the U S at the moment is you can do partial shares. So you don't have to buy a whole (laughs) little lemon share. You can buy half of one Nice or a quarter. So why is Lululemon's share price so high then? (laughs) That's the question of the day. (laughs) Well, the first one is what we've spoken about. They only have a certain amount of pieces of pizza and that's the decision of the company to not chop up their pizza more. So because there are less pieces of pizza, the
0: price of each piece is higher. Yes, because there's less to go around.
1: And if you came into the party and you were like, I want to share my piece of pizza with you and we chopped it up, you would no longer have that $500 piece of pizza. It'd be $250 each. And why would we do that? <laughs> <laughs> so companies sometimes do something that's called a stock split. That's called a stock split. In this case, we can call it a pizza split. <laughs> And often they will do it because they want more people like you and me coming to the party and they want more people having a piece of pizza or investing in the company. So I guess it makes the pizza more affordable, right? A hundred percent.
0: Google just did a stock split, 20 to one. So if you previously had one share of Google, you now have
1: 20. Yes. But the actual value is the same. So you still have the same amount of pizza. It's just cut into more pieces. And Tesla did one as well. They did a three to one. So if you had one Tesla stock, you now have three, but it's still the same money value. So if you found a great fact when we were researching for this episode that blew my mind, (laughs) the price of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company. Yes. Is $485,000 per one share. Because they've never done a stock split. And that's on purpose. Warren's actually come out and said, I said Warren like I know him. Like (laughs) Warren. (laughs) Warren. Old mate Buffett, Warren, yeah, <laughs> Warren Buffett's actually come out and said he doesn't want you know volatility in the stock. He doesn't want short-term trading, so they've never split up the stock that they have because they want to keep it on a straight, and narrow up, up into the sky. Well, I guess it makes it harder to buy, right? So it
0: reduces the amount of trading and therefore the volatility. Less people are swapping his pizza.
1: <laughs> What's the second reason that a share price might stay high? So Lululemon has never paid a dividend. Quick reminder, what's a dividend? So
0: it's when a company gives back some of the profits that it makes to its shareholders, kind of as a reward for investing in the company.
1: And why does not paying a dividend lead to a higher share price?
0: Because it means that the company, or in this case, Lululemon, is reinvesting the money that they otherwise might have given out to shareholders into their own business so it helps with growth it helps improve the performance of the company and its overall expansion
1: so it's kind of like you know if you got a bonus at work or a pay rise you're putting more money into say your investments and you're helping build that cumulative growth rather than I don't know going and buying a new fridge (laughs) (laughs) I need a new fridge (laughs) I can see what's on top of your mind today
0: (laughs) So, the purpose of today's chat was to figure out why Lululemon's share price is so high, especially in comparison to some of its competitors like Nike. So, can you give us a really quick recap of what we have learned in the last half hour?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, a share price doesn't necessarily relate to a company's value, and a share price can be high because one, it has never done a stock split. Or two, it has never paid a dividend. Three, because it could be a company that's reinvesting in itself and growing. And therefore, investors are willing to pay a higher price to invest in the company. All right, quick recommendations. Oh my God, where did you come from? What have you got for me this week? I discovered a new Netflix
0: series when researching for this episode. It's called Explained. Have you heard of it?
1: I have actually seen it on the ads for Netflix. Yeah. Never watched it.
0: Super interesting. 20-minute episodes. I watched the one called Athleisure. Very relevant. But there are also episodes called Beauty, The Future of Meat, Billionaires, and Plastic Surgery. So if you're in the mood for a quick lesson, a quick 20-minute sort of upskill, go check out explained on Netflix.
1: I love that. I really am going to watch that.
0: (laughs) What have you got for me?
1: Mine's an old classic, The Daily, which we love. And I listened to Death of a Cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. talking all about what's happening in the cryptocurrency space at the moment. I found it a really interesting lesson.
0: Is it going to make me feel better or worse?
1: more informed (laughs) that's not a good answer
0: well we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode and learning a little
1: bit more about lululemon as always find us on social media we are at yigc podcast on instagram there is a fake instagram going around if they ask you about any investment advice or anything please report and block (laughs) we won't dm you
0: and if you have any questions or thoughts on today's episode, jump into our Facebook group, YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. You'll hear from us next week. Catch you then. Bye. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of your in good company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the equity mates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.